You're listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. If you care about growing your skills and getting more new sales appointments, pipeline, and closed one deals, you came to the right place. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, or Spreaker, and be sure to go back and listen to all the episodes for the best strategies, tips, and tactics out there on running a high-performance sales development program. And now, your host, founder, and CEO of TenBound at TenBound.com, David Delaney. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. David Delaney here, your host with a new friend of mine named Mr. Dan Jordan, the cold call guy. How you doing, Dan? New best friend. What do you mean, <laughs> just friend? It's best Dad. friend. That's right. Well, you know, the good news is that Dan reached out cold to me and we became uh, acquainted and I'm really excited to have you on the show. Dan, you are the cold call guy. How did you become the cold call guy? What are you doing now to propagate, you know, more cold calling in the world? Yeah, you know what? It's it's got a bad rap, doesn't it? Hmm. <laughs> but I Big tell time. you, you know what it is? Sales in general has a bad rap. And so with the, the beautiful thing, listen, I tell all the people that I coach and I could, a lot of, a lot of companies that I work with are like kind of grimy companies. Uh, you know, it would be junk removal or roofing contractors or just, you know, pest control companies and these kinds of, and the, it's the best place to do, you know, sales and marketing and actually calling. Cause what it is, is people kind of expect grime and grease and cheating and, you know, slimy type of people. So if you come just like as a normal person and you, you present yourself, well, you have such an advantage. Well, it's the same thing with cold calling. They expect you to be a sleazy, hard nosed pushing, you know, pounding type of person. But if you come as a real person and I could I'll fill in a little later when you more specifically what you do, but there's ways to come across that you just freak them out with total honesty and they all instead of putting up that barrier against the cold caller they almost welcome you in and say well what do you got with a smile and nice. so okay that's my basic style total honesty that's interesting i want to dive in with cold calling yes. because let's let's first let's first talk about the current state especially out here like most of the listeners are either running sales development programs or they're actually doing the job of sales development and a lot of it is inside sales right so it's over the yes. phone over email etc and it does have a bad rap because it's hard to get people on the phone and you know you go into voicemail and all this stuff so tell us why you know cold calling and what are the benefits of it yes well it is I'll tell, I, I told us I was speaking to, uh, well, Gerhard, what's his, what's his last Gerhard name? I can never Schwatner? remember. His, yeah, Gerhard Schwatner. I was speaking with him the other day. <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah. Isn't he great? Yeah. yeah. Selling Sell, power. Selling power. By the way, he's got a conference coming up too. Not nice. nearly as good as yours, but in Las Vegas. <laughs> but uh, you want to well, get, but yours is going to be a powerhouse. You got to make sure everybody goes there. That's big. Thing. Absolutely. So do you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now, where are you? So, where, what is the state of cold calling now? Yeah. That was your question. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk around it, and people are interested in it. But I don't think it's it's kind of like you know teenagers talking about you know uh, something. You know, there, there's a lot of talk, but nobody's actually doing it. 
Yes, that's because they're all afraid of it, and, and that's okay. And so, what where where it is now is you have an entire industry built around telling you that cold calling doesn't work, and you have an entire generation of people who have never even received a cold call. They don't even know what it is. They just don't answer the phone if they don't know who the person is. So this person, this new person now that has really not been through the 80s, the 80s is the time where people were just kind of pounding Wolf of Wall Street. And I was doing that stuff uh, at that time. It was kind of it was kind of fun. I was selling stocks at the time. You know, people would say, I want to pass. I actually, David, I actually said this. I would say, pass let me tell you something. The only people that earn money by passing are NFL quarterbacks. And I don't <laughs> nice. see I don't see a number on your jersey. Now let's go ahead and pick up a thousand shares today and we'll run across the end zone together. Okay? Nice. I mean, I actually said that. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I was, yes, I can, actually. <laughs> Well, that stuff doesn't really work. I mean, it, you, sometimes you'd get a, you know, a customer, but you'd never get a client. But anyway, it got such a bad name from all those people that people kind of just shut it down. Do not call list. And it just never happened. So now it's after, it's after so many years, there's like a resurgence that if you do it well with humanity, like I was saying before, if you have a, if you have a great list of people that you know need your product and you approach them in a way that uh, talks about that instead of talking about, you know, not talking about selling your stuff, but talking about if they need your stuff, all of a sudden they welcome you in and go, today is a a massive opportunity for cold calling. And I'm not just calling, talking about cold calling over the phone. Uh, cold calling uh, with emails, the same thing. And, you know, yesterday I got a customer. I, I have this little game that I play with myself. I put 10 cards in my pocket. And if I'm out doing something, I don't come home until I get rid of those 10 cards. I actually go into businesses still today and cold call in person. I got kicked out yesterday. I got kicked out of an office yesterday. But in, in such a nice way, I remember I talked about complete and total honesty. I walked in and there was a, it was a building that had a, you know, an officer there to, you know, to guard against people going in. And it was two women there and they were sitting there talking to each other. And I walked in and they said, can I help you? Angrily. And I said, yes, you know what? You've got to point me to the bathroom. I may die if I don't go to the bathroom. And they go, leave your stuff here. They sent me to the bathroom. So I come back and, you know, because they made me leave my stuff, I realized it isn't a place that I could roam around. So I looked at them. I said, you know what? I'm one of those salesman type characters. Don't I look it? <laughs> and they, they laughed, you know, and they started to like me and they're like, yeah. And I said, so this doesn't seem like one of those places that you'll let me go to, to the the floor number nine and work my way around and drop off business cards down here. Doesn't she's like, no, you're not allowed to do that. And then she said this, she said, she said, you're cute and all, but we can't let you do that. And so there were my friends. And so when they said something like that, I said, well, let me ask you, what do I need to do? Can you give me a list of the companies that are in here? And she goes, well, I'm not really allowed to, but yeah, here you go. And so she gave me a list of companies. I just got to make an appointment with one of them and then work around the building. So and yesterday, and actually I did that, and I, I ran into someone that I knew for something else. I actually, uh, for my recruiting business, which I do too, I, I actually got a, three orders yesterday for people, and I think we might fill one of them. I mean, that little walk away might earn me you know, ten to $20,000. Beautiful. And so when you think about cold calling, you're not just talking about the phone. You're just talking about cold 
Even just walking in, talking to people. Yeah. Talking to strangers. Okay. That's it. Talking to strangers. That's all. Now, what cold calling is best for, you uh, You asked before, you know, how it's being used now. What it's best for on the phone is to teach you how to sell. Okay. Because you can deal with, that's where your best sales training is, is when you're dealing with the phone. If you're able to turn someone around, just before I called, I'm here in Atlanta and I called the, uh, uh, the Business Chronicle here in Atlanta. I wanted to put a. I wanted to put one of my blogs. I wanted to have a, a regular feature there. You know, what can I do as a contributor? Turns out they don't do it anymore. But I, I called the lady on the phone, and I said, "Who's the person I need to talk to?" And she was kind of grumpy at the beginning, and then I said, "Her voice sounded like the same voice that was on the machine. You know, press one for this." And so I said, "Are you the same person that does that?" And she goes, yeah, I am that person. I go, you're like a star. Just think of how many. So all of a sudden, just a little compliment like that, she started liking me. And then she told me exactly the person to talk to. Uh, she said she'll connect me. And, and she says, I'm not supposed to do this, but here's his email if he doesn't answer. So I got all that information just because I called her honestly, told her what I was going to do, but threw in a little compliment. I mean, for right. crying out loud, everybody can do that, right? Yeah, and I mean, you're, you're so it sounds like from your voice, like you've got a naturally, you know, good attitude, and you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know, but it seems like you got a good attitude. But I think people, you know, they get a little bit grumpy making cold calls because people are mean to them on a daily basis. So yes. how do you how do you keep your attitude up like that? Like because if you walked into that that office and you had a bad attitude and they picked up on that, they would have just probably just kicked you out. Well, listen, it's, that's your job. Your job is to have a good attitude. Your sales will come, but your job is to have a good attitude. When I coach with my clients, I spend the entire first session working on their head. You got to get the whole head. I give people tools every day to like right now I'm standing up. I wouldn't think about sitting down while talking to someone as important as you, <laughs> you know, but I mean, because people, people can feel that people can feel that stuff. So your job as a, as a person who's going to be selling anything is to spread your positive energy to them. People are buying you before they're buying anything that you got to sell. So the, there's four things that people buy. There's four ways to get people to buy. And you can do this in person or you can do this on the phone or whatever. But you know, people will buy from you because they like you, because they trust you, because they believe you can do the work, and then they have a desire to do business with you. It's just those four things. Whenever I'm in a seminar or a conference, you know, there are hundreds of people there. And I always say, you know, like and trust, what's more important? And everybody always says trust. And then I say, okay, now only the women. How many of you women out there, and I'll ask all you listeners, how many of you women listeners out there have ever gone out on a second date with a guy that you didn't like at all, <laughs> but you trusted the bastard? You know, <laughs> nobody raises their hand. It's like, it's like, and what people like and what they, what they crave and what they need and what they feed upon is positive energy because they're getting beaten down everywhere they go all day. So yeah. you want to make your call to them the best part of their day. Interesting. Okay. That, that, you know, that's funny because it seems like there is a lot of correlation between dating and prospecting because oh, you know you, you, you got to be able to face down rejection, right? Keep a positive attitude, 
you know, get your act together when you go out, all those things, right? It's very similar yes. to what, what we do. And with cold calling or with any kind of prospecting, it's you, know, you have to put energy in your approach. Your approach is the whole thing. If you, you're not going to walk up to a to a pretty girl and say, you know, you want to get married, and yeah. that's not going to work. You got to you got to do something. You want you, give me something. You're not going to do that. You have to walk up to him and, and pay him a compliment. You know, I was noticing you from the other side. I don't mean anything by this, but you really just have incredible eyes. And she said, whatever, and you're in. You know, you just got to start with that approach. So it's the same thing with the call. I'm going to teach you the seven magic words. Are you ready? Whoever stop your car, pull over and get ready to write this down. This is life changing what you're about to get right now. You ready? Yeah. Totally okay. <laughs> okay. There's, there's seven magic words that will get you everything. So when you call someone on the phone, you never say, how are you today? I mean, that's like the worst thing you could say. How are you doing today? What they hear from that is cold caller, cold caller, put up your defenses, go to your battle stations. That's what they're thinking when you say, how are you doing today? It's the exact opposite. It's like telling your wife to calm down. You're going to get the exact opposite effect you want. Never do that. Okay. So instead of saying, how are you doing today? Say the seven magic words, which are, I wonder... If you could help me, I wonder if you could help me. Those words will change your life. If you go to Home Depot today and you say, where are the wrenches? They'll say aisle seven. But if you say, hey, I wonder if you can help me. Where are the wrenches? They will grab you by the wrist, drag you over to aisle seven, stand there with you and help you pick out the proper tool for yourself. There's something about human beings that we have this need to help. I mean, what do people say when you walk into their store? What's the first yeah, thing they say to you? Yeah. Can I help you? Yes. How can I help? Here, you're giving them a chance to help you. So you call them on the phone and you say, hey, I wonder if you can help me. My name's Dan. I'm with a company called Sales Energizer. We work with companies like yours to make them get them more customers. Real quickly, who would be the person I would need to talk to that hires people like that? I mean, what? How could you hang up on that? <laughs> exactly. Even exactly. if you tried, even if you tried, you couldn't do it. And now God. your your tone of voice is very energetic, and you know, well, you, you bring you bring a tone that that makes me want to help you. Is, this, is tell me about the tone of your voice and what you yeah, do. Yeah, very important. Well, there's there's three things. There's three things that people have that they want to give away. And so if you ask them for it, they'll happily give it to you. One of them is help. If you ask for someone's help, nine times out of 10, they'll give it to you. They want. Another one is an opinion. Ask for somebody's opinion, and they're more than happy to give it to you. You know, what do you, how do you feel about Trump? Just a guy, you don't answer. But, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get you, I'll get, it'll elicit some sort of response. Got it. And then the last one, which is a great one too, and I use this, I don't use this on the cold call, but I always use this on a sale. I'll ask for somebody's advice. And the reason why asking for somebody's advice is so powerful is because not only are you giving them a, a gift that they're able to give you their advice, but you also just told them that they're smart. I mean, you never ask for advice from an idiot, right? Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. And so, so you're helping them do that. So now when you're asking those questions, you can't just say, give me your opinion about Trump because now you're fighting. So you've 
do it. Don't pretend. Pretend you're you're meeting somebody for the. Pretend you're talking to someone that's important because they are. And so then it automatically changes. You you have somebody. These customers can can change your life. I have a client that yesterday called me or sent me an email, and he. I, I work with uh, salespeople individually, uh, really successful salespeople that wouldn't just want to up their game. And this guy sent me a text. He goes, I just got a commission check for $74,280-some-odd dollars. So, I mean, that's, wow. that's life-changing. You know, so you have a customer. That all came from the customer. You have a customer can literally change your life. What kind of tone are you going to talk to with that person? You know, that's a year's salary and just one commission check. Of course, you're going to pay respect to these people. And so I say, hey, I, I wonder if I could just ask your advice about something. What would somebody have to do to, you know, to work with your company? How did you get started? Let me get your advice. You know, it's all you change. You be contrite, but you be sincere. Got it. Okay. And let me ask you this. So it's it's getting harder you know, with the phone, like most of the people are reaching out over the phone. So they, they, they're trying to find strategies to have conversations with people, but mm -hmm. it seems like there's maybe it's in the tech industry. Cause that's mainly what we're involved with, but it seems like it's harder to reach people. You get a lot of voicemails. It, it just kind of rings out. What, what, yes. how, what do you do in that case? Is it just a matter of increasing your volume or are you, supposed, <laughs> are we supposed to be doing something different? Well, cold calling is really what I talked about. It's really good about building relationships and things like that or helping you with your sales skills. But the best way to utilize cold calling is part of a system. And so, you know, if you're the first part of any, what I do is I train my salespeople, the people that I work with to be individual kind of sales machines. So it used to be in the day, you know, you work for IBM, they have a whole mainframe computer for you, they work all your data, your CRM, everything's in there, and they have the system, they have the role, you just follow it left and right, and then if you leave them, you got nothing. Well, now everything's because of you people in Silicon Valley. All that kind of stuff, all those big platforms are so darn cheap. I mean, everybody has their own CRM. Everybody has their own, you know, email automation campaigns. Everybody can create their own kind of little mini businesses is what I do. I treat them like that. So with that said, this is a long-winded way of getting to it. Yeah. The best way to make cold calling work is to call on the people that you are absolutely positive need and want your services. And you do that by starting with, you know, knowing who your perfect customer is, acquiring that list and you can do this yourself with a email send out an email to i sent you know i send out let's say 150 or so 100 emails today i got 10 leads or people saying but the email is not you know or do you want to buy this stuff the email is who's the person i need to talk to is it you and if it's not you can you direct me so they're directing me to the right person now i'm calling that person with a little extra because hey i spoke with bill or bill sent me to you and so you have a, it's much better when you have a little in like that. And with LinkedIn now and with all the other avenues and with, you know, the past 15 years of people collecting data and collecting data, somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. Use a name. Right. OK, so so it's more like you're connecting the dots and trying to put things together versus just randomly calling someone out of the blue and trying to yeah, set now, an appointment. 
Yeah. I agree. Now, now, listen, some people have to do that. That's part of their job. Yeah. Uh, but it, it all goes back to it's really and I write scripts for people left and right. It's it's part of my service. But really, you could say almost anything to somebody who needs your product and they're going to buy it. And you could say almost anything to someone who doesn't need your product and doesn't like you. And then they and, and they and they won't buy it. You know, and so. What you what you can control is that attitude from the front end. What you can control is just you're going to go in there to make somebody's day better, and they will find a way. Remember I said they like you, they trust you, they believe you can do the work. And the last one is desire. It's like, have you ever been driving down the street, and you stopped your car, and you, and you turned around, and you bought lemonade from two girls on the side of the road? Have you ever done that? Yeah. Yeah, and you weren't even thirsty. You know, right. you just wanted to help them. You had a desire to do business with them. If okay. you can create the right kind of environment and attitude that people kind of want to hear your hear your voice, because you don't just call people once, you call them 10. If you build a relationship with the with the person who answers the phone, man, they'll I've had people call me and said, now's the time you need to talk to them. Gotcha. Okay. So you're looking long term with these people. It's not just well, you're not just burning through lists. Yeah. Yeah, and now that happens that it yeah. happens, you know, that you have some but people are buying you before they're buying your product. Tell you me know? more about that because you know, like I said, if if you're not naturally inclined to have this, you know, great attitude, what are some ways that you can improve your attitude and your the kind of vibe that you're putting out so that you can forge those relationships because I, I think it seems like it becomes very repetitive, you know, and kind of negative if you're just making cold calls all day. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's true. And it's really hard to get out of that zone, but again, that's your job. Uh, you stop, you know, I have, I have different tools and methods that I do, but I'll, I'll call straight out for 25 minutes and then I'll do a few push-ups. I'll stop for five minutes and I'll do some push-ups. Then I'll go another 25 minutes. I stop for five minutes and do some push-ups. Every time I get a good call, I reread my goals. I, you know, everybody I work with, they have to write down their goals. So I read, read every time I have a good call, every time I have a bad call, I reread my goals. You know, you don't need bigger, you don't need bigger quotas. You need bigger reasons. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> Nice. You know, well, you need bigger reasons for yourself to do that, and you have to keep reminding yourself of that. And it's the old Jim Rohn thing. You know, work on your job, and you'll make a living. Uh, work on yourself, and you'll earn a fortune. You see, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making these calls. I'm not making these calls. You know, for them as much as I am doing it for me. You know, I need to, I need to put in my days. I, I need to go to bed at night. And when I close my eyes at night and I look at the ceiling, I always ask myself, am, am I a plus or a minus today? You know? <laughs> I like that question. I love that Jim, Jim Rohn, too. If, if uh, oh. folks on the phone haven't, haven't digged into Jim Rohn, I mean, he's, he's the true business philosopher, right? You know, I should have just said that. That's what I do every morning. I wake up at 4.30. From 4.30 to 5.30, I do some emails and I get them out. Yeah. And while I'm doing that kind of menial stuff, I'm listening to Jim Rohn on YouTube. Nice. Okay, so you're you're priming yourself for for the day and trying to get into that positive attitude zone. 
And I, I also I also like the you know breaking up the day, just doing some hard work and then doing some exercise, you know, as you're going through the day. Yeah, and I actually I have a I have a little timer. I have a little timer on my desk. It's you know I'm a freak of nature. I realize this, but it's actually a kitchen timer, and it's a little happy face. It's a little happy emoji. It actually goes off like this. Oh, nice. This is my little. Okay, and what does so, that do for you? Well, that's how I break it up. I, I set it for 25 minutes, and then it rings, and that tells me to stop and do some push-ups. <laughs> I've, nice. I've actually been on the phone with people, and they said, what's that ringing in the back? I said, you know, that's my thing. I have to stop and do some push-ups. They said, go ahead. I've actually done push-ups <laughs> with somebody on the phone with me. They count it off for me. <laughs> okay. And so how? let me ask you this. How are you – like measuring the success of the day, do you do you do it by the number of calls that you make, or how many people that you talk to, or how many appointments you set? Like, what? How do you do that? It's a good question, uh, and I've, I've trained a lot of people with this and all that stuff. But the all, I, I always tell people, you can only measure that which is under your control, and the the only thing that's under your control here is the amount of dials you're making. Okay. So it's that you know, activity that you can actually control. That's what you measure. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing I can play with. Okay. Now, sure, there are times where you, uh, you're you on a, a long call with somebody and you're making – listen, if you're making sales, that's okay. You can go to bed at night but and you know feel good about yourself. But I think it's really important to when you put yourself a goal, if it, whether it's 50 or 100 you know, dials or whatever your goal is, 200 or 300 whatever whatever your goal is really important to do it there's something there's something almost kind of mystical about it that if you don't finish the day's work you just you don't you're starting from less than you're starting from underwater the next day and you really have to dig yourself out and that kind of digging yourself out because you may have missed something, you know, and, and that deal that you would have had yesterday because you didn't make that call is now gone. And so it, and it, it plays on your psychology. So it's just important yeah. for myself just to just to finish the day. I write my you know, I write my my agenda for the day and I encourage people to do that. And I just try to just try to finish it. You feel good. Definitely. And it, it, I'll take it a step further. There's a book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson that that it takes that out like if those little decisions that you're making on a daily basis add up you know over the long term you get the sale you you know get the promotion you your your business thrives instead of just surviving and and then if you keep missing day by day it, it also goes downward in a spiral where you're going yeah. hey well, how did I, mean, I end up you know in this situation yeah that's the definition of failure yeah a small wrong decisions yes. made daily exactly. and you know it's not, it's not a big thing it's but now the, you know the answer to success is simple little disciplines practiced every day right. you know eat an apple a day uh, do your push-ups every day you know do these little things every day and then the things add up and they work and it's easy to do because they're only simple little disciplines but here's the challenge it's also easy not to do that's for sure and it's you, probably a little easier not yeah. to do. Yes, I, right? And it it adds up over time. It's like you look back 10 years and you're just like, how did I end up here? You know, and, and, and it was those little things. But I, I want to ask you, too, before I forget. So tell me about your process. Like, say you, you find your ideal customer and you've got their name and their phone number. And what, like, what do you do? 
to get some research on them or learn a little bit about them as far as before you reach out, if any? Yeah, not much. It depends on the different stage that I am. And you you could hear me, my personality right now. I'm much more of a shotgun guy than I am a rifle. (laughs) It's tough for me to sit still. And so I rather call 200 people than, you know, call 10 that are, you know, rifled and I know exactly what they are and who they are and all that stuff. That's just me. And, and uh, I, I need, I need motion. So if I have to do that kind of research, I'll do it on off, off hours when I don't have to do stuff. But so how much, you know, my process is I acquire a list and this is what I say, cause I, I work with a lot of startups and I say for any startup really to do anything. And this is kind of brick and mortar things. Like I talked about those companies before, of course, internet companies are way different. You have to you know, get a lot more. But really, if you can get 300 good prospects in your area, like for a consultant, if you had 300 good prospects that you're talking to on a regular basis, you're just kind of set. And so to get those 300, you probably need about 3,000 names. And so I would get, uh, I'll put together a list of those 3,000 names and a good list. For instance, I called you regarding speaking at your conference, which everybody listening really needs to go. It's the, it's that good. Everybody good is going to be there. You'll learn a lot. You'll walk out of that con- that convention with and conference with actionable tools to take and earn more money that exact day. Plus mingling with everybody. It's just a giant atmosphere. So people need to go there. So I called you, but before I called you for weeks and weeks ahead of time. I've been compiling a list. I go on uh, Google and I see all the conventions that are coming up and then I get your emails, I get your names or whatever, and I I send you a quick email. And out of those, some people are going to respond. And out of those, some people that respond, I'm going to start a relationship with and go with that. And that's and the difference with me is instead of everybody else who plays around with the email, I'm going to hop on the mother phone. And say, hey, I just sent you an email and uh, and start a relationship, you know, and just get it going. So that's that's what I would suggest with all those people. So you start a list with about a thousand or three thousand. If ten percent out of those ten percent, you can generate some sort of thing. Then you have three hundred leads. Then it works on the regular sales process where you you don't follow up, you follow through, mm, regular, like regular, regular, and keep moving on. And then you know it, when they have that need, it really becomes a risk for them to pick anybody else because they already know you. And they even have forgotten that it all started with a cold call or a cold email. Yeah. You're just the guy that can solve that particular problem. Now they have the problem and they're going, who was that guy? Yeah. They give you a call back. Yeah. And you know that they're having the problem ahead of time. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so, you know, it's interesting because that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think the way that, sales development teams are set up at a lot of companies out here is, you know, they're always churning through lists and territories and the SDR gets promoted or they leave the company. And it's like, it it seems like it would make a lot of sense to go, okay, let's start with like a thousand accounts and we're going to identify all the people that are involved in in this product. And then we're going to stay on them for like three years, you know, consistently with the same person. Yeah. How much does an email cost? How right. much? And, you know, and with all these other companies like Nudge and all these things, they tell you the things that are doing and all the research you can get from all these things. I mean, there's always something to talk about. There's always some value to add. If you're looking for it, 
you can always find something that you could help them with, something they didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like I, I feel like a lot of effort is kind of dissipated because somebody will come in and they'll get a list of like fifty accounts and they'll start working on it and they'll start building it up and sending emails and making phone calls and then they move on. And nobody is kind of picking up on all that work that was done. So, I mean, unless they set some award-winning appointments, then it's basically like nothing happened, you know, or, yeah. Yeah. That's why when I work with individuals, I tell them, man, they're your accounts. It used to be the company's accounts, but now they're your, nobody knows that you don't have another. And I go into companies and I'll tell everyone, when I give presentations, I'll tell the company this. I go, these people here are just about as loyal to you as you are to them. (laughs) (laughs) When you get get bought out, they're gone. They, They could either go with nothing or go with some skills that they learn and the relationships that they have. So everybody needs to have their own kind of contact list. Everybody needs to have all that stuff and their own process and programs. So cheap now. Right. So what you're saying is like build up your, 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 it's you Inc kind of, I mean, build up your network and even, you know, I mean, LinkedIn is a great resource, but even go so far as set up uh, your own, you know, Rolodex. Uh, they probably don't know what a Rolodex is, but you know, <laughs> a, well, you know your what? own CRM for your own David, personal That's yeah. why you get paid the big bucks for the sales development podcast. <laughs> you just hit the nail on the head. It's exactly right. You're yourself. It's your own business. It's your own contained little, you're only responsible for you and your family. Mm, I mean, for yeah. crying out loud, of course, get your own CRM. It's like zero. I mean, you can get them for free for crying out loud. Yeah. High rise. You can get any – if you don't have your own, you're nuts. Everybody should be incorporated. Everybody should be on QuickBooks. It's it's $9 a month. Yeah. Get on QuickBooks because when you start visualizing yourself as a business, then you start saying, well, hey, every business markets. I guess I'm going to have to market. You know, I I work with a lot of people that are, you know, high, high price salespeople or, or, or administrators or, or executives. And then they, you know, their, their business gets bought out or sold or they, you know, they're not quite there anymore. I guess bought out and sold is kind of the same thing, but now (laughs) they, now they, they're starting from zero and they're, they're 48 years old and they're just not as desirable as they were anymore. And they're running around with nothing. They have, they have no, I go, what happened to all your contacts for the past 20 years that you've been working there? Oh, it stayed with the company. What the, that's a huge mistake. Yeah. You pull the rug out and all of a sudden you're going, wait a minute. I still have to pay my mortgage and my, you know, two car payments and my kids in college. And I I got nothing. Okay. Here, I got some more magic for you. Everybody pull over. Here we go. (laughs) Get the notebook. (laughs) <laughs> no, but my dad told me this. My dad's a little, uh, a little Jewish guy from France. I only say that because he has a little accent. Whenever I talk about him, I, I put on his accent. And he's gone a couple years now. But when I was first getting going, I was graduating high school or whatever I was doing. He was a, a foreigner, and everybody owned their own business. 
you know, I, it, everybody in the neighborhood owned their own business because there were a bunch of Jews there, and there ain't no Jew in middle management. You know, that wasn't the that wasn't the road. They, they had the shoe store, they own this, they whatever they did. So that was the kind of expectation. And uh, so he says, Danny, what are you gonna do? And I said, ah, I'm gonna get a job or whatever. And he says, Okay, well, remember this. He says, Danny, you have a job, you have one customer, and he's called the boss. And if he gets a wild hair up his rear end and decides to fire you, you got nothing. But if you're a salesman, well, then you have a hundred bosses, but they're called customers. And if one of them fires you, who cares? You got 99 more. See, security doesn't come with having your job, your your sales job and your BDO job and all security comes with the ability of knowing that you can create an income anytime, anywhere, anyhow, build your own machine. That's what makes you secure. I love it. I love that story. And, and, I, you know, <laughs> like dropping mic right now. <laughs> there we go. Drop it, <laughs> drop it. <laughs> no, I, I, I gotta tell you because I, I grew up, in a very, very opposite environment where it was just like, go to school, you know, get a regular job and, you know, work at a company. And I mean, it, it was, it was like, that's all that we knew, you know, and anything around entrepreneurship was not even discussed because no, just there was no familiarity whatsoever. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it is, it is a scary predicament when, you attach all of your identity and you know your effort and all your your energy to a company that at any moment like your dad said at any moment if a boss comes in and doesn't like you you will be pushed out i mean yeah, no matter how good the, you are yeah if the son-in-law comes into business or this well, you know, a million, million things, things again there's a million things and and basically you're you're giving up your power to some extent. And, and, you know, I love what you're saying. I mean, you, you, you have to learn to talk to strangers because there, that's how you will be able to survive, especially in this world that we live today where, you know, the companies are blowing up one after another. I mean, the, the old, you know, way of living is being replaced by the point where we're all becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah, and, that, and it's only going to get more than that. And and the entrepreneurs that succeed are the ones who know how to sell. And the ones who know how to sell know that way because they have a system. And cold calling is a component of it. It brings it all the way around. And, and one last yeah. thing. i let you drop the mic, but I want to just say one <laughs> last thing. Is, is, uh, uh, you know, there's a – and, you know, in in the tech industry, I mean, they, they really try to suck – suck you in, especially if you're like a software developer, but it's also in sales. I mean, they, they try to get you in, they get their claws in you. They, they give you this big salary and benefits and you get a black t-shirt with the name of the company and the Mac and you put, they post it on LinkedIn and everybody's all excited. And then two to three years later, you know, the guy is at a different job in a different industry and he's posting his Mac and his black t-shirt and stuff like that. (laughs) Well, it's just like, you got to understand, like they, the, the companies want you around. They're investing in you, and they want you to be productive. That's why they give you all that stuff. But uh, uh, you know, to Dan's point, like you also got to think of, hey, what am I going to do if this company doesn't exist in a couple of years? Like I got to worry about my own skills and 
you know, go over to uh, coldcallguide.com, right, and do one of the courses. <laughs> yeah, well, go, go to coldcallguide.com. This is what you need to do. Download the ultimate guide to, for cold calling for beginners. It's free. Of course, you're going to get on my email list, and I'm going to pound you for the rest of your life. But it's worth <laughs> you can you can you can always you know click delete. But the book itself is is a game changer. The ultimate cold calling guide for beginners. It'll just say you just don't take yourself don't take yourself seriously. Work on yourself, but don't take the job seriously. I'll leave with one other thing. I made uh when I was a stockbroker, I probably made you know, hundreds of thousands of calls. That was my thing. I was, I was, I could get more accounts than anybody else. I just make a lot of calls all over the the area where I live. Not once, not once did I ever go to the supermarket and somebody stopped me and say, you're the bastard. You're the guy who called me. Well, not once people don't remember you. They're thinking about themselves. They don't know a thing about you. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. Dial the next number. Forget what happened before. Oh, my God. Okay, that was worth the price of admission right there. Because <laughs> because guess what? We're all thinking about ourselves, you know, and we're going, hey, that guy was mean to me. He doesn't like me. And I, I just want to go, you know, cry in my car for a while. Hey, you know what? That guy <laughs> forgot about you the minute that he hung up on you. Move on, right? So. Yeah, and the benefit is you could earn a $74,000 commission every day. Get on the damn phone. Gosh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I love it. Dan, that was so fun. I, I really, <laughs> really look forward to meeting you someday live. Thank you yes. for sharing your wisdom with the audience. And again, coldcallguide.com to get that free uh, ebook. And we'll see you online and on the phone. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast. The only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.